There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. <laughs> Let's get into it and get down to it. to figure it out. This is George Grumbacher. Joining me as always is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action today is scotch, cigarettes, food, <laughs> booze, beer, wine. Just kidding. Right now we're talking about uh, getting food delivered and, you know, you can pretty much get anything delivered these days at your home or your work, wherever you are working, because Centauri, we have the ability to work at different locations. More so we can than we work used to. anywhere these days, which, yes, I'm excited to dive into this topic with you. Yeah, except we can't anymore because boss man is saying, boss lady, get back into the office. Yes. Um, which I, as you know, um, I agree with, uh, for the most part, I think, uh, you know, uh, Bob, what, what sparked this conversation is Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, uh, mandated all of his employees to come back four days a week. Uh, and in his memo, he leaned into one of the Disney values, which I thought was great, but also talked about like, it's not about productivity, which everyone cites first. It's like, I'm more productive at home. It's like, great. But actually the workplace is for collaboration, mentorship, professional development, um, connection, like the loneliness is a real, real thing. And so you need to be around your peers and be around people. So I, it was the first time where a CEO is really like put it in a way that, that really resonated with, I think, with a lot more folks than just like, you have to be here. There was a reason beyond, I just want to micromanage you. It's like, no, this is good for you to be here. So um, yeah, that, that, those are my thoughts on that. What was the, uh, what was the, the, the core value? If you remember, do you remember what it was? Oh, there's is about uh, create, Disney's creativity. And he's like, you can't be creative via, I mean, you can be, but it's not conducive to being the most creative via Zoom or Teams or whatever you use. I listened to Bob Iger's uh, biography, autobiography recently. I think it's called Ride of a Lifetime. It was oh, very okay. good. But he dedicated a good chunk, like an entire chapter, if not more, to his relationship with Steve Jobs. And I was very oh. interested in that. He was, I mean, I think that at this stage of the proceedings that uh, we all place Steve Jobs at just the the pantheon, nice. the Mount yep, Rushmore yep. Of, of, of professionals and thinkers and all that stuff. So that doesn't surprise me at all. And you know, you weren't making the iPhone remotely. Yeah, you just couldn't do it. Um, I wouldn't say it's. An, here's the thing: you always come back to. It's not impossible, right? Like a, a, that. There's. It's not black and white, but is would it be easier uh, to do it in person? I just. Um, I think we've, as we've talked about on so many shows, the pendulum swung probably too much, and now we're living in a world of extremes where um, I've, I've I've heard from CEOs and other folks around. You know, we can't get our people to come into the office or this person. I, I have a buddy whose wife, buddy whose wife actually got terminated because they moved from the East Coast to Phoenix, didn't tell the employer uh, just because they were like, I don't, they don't need to know that. And they're like, no, you have to come back to the office. And so I, what are you going to do about this? And that's happening more and more. And it's just it's a I, it's a boon or it's a barren on um on employers. I get from the employee side, why it's important, but man, it's, uh, it's still so hard for, for companies to figure out. It's, it's still kind of a mess. I'm all about, uh, 
asking for forgiveness versus permission, but your friend <laughs> so, there, right? Like that's kind of like that's a that's ballsy. That's like oh okay, <laughs> yeah, I do you what I have... want. <laughs> yeah. I live in Arizona now. It's like well, we're based in Philadelphia, so yeah, that's uh, weird. yeah. <laughs> not gonna be easy. <laughs> so I did not read. Um, well. I think I'm 99% sure that the CEO of Salesforce crunched the numbers and he discovered that employees who work remotely are considerably less productive than those mm. who come into the office. Oh, Benahoff. Uh, we can also talk about that all hands meeting that went sideways with him. But uh, yeah, I think, um, look, from the idea that people are more productive, I bet that's probably true depending on um, what your function is. If you're probably like a, a software engineer or something where you just are very, very strong individual contributor, you put things in a spreadsheet, things come out of that spreadsheet, You're pro that's probably right. But when it relates to anything that requires other people or collaboration, there's just nothing better than uh, in-person having your team near you. My team uh, is here four days a week. Um, also, not because we've mandated it, but because they're like, this is just an easier way for us to get things done. I couldn't imagine this being fully virtual. So, um, yeah, I, I also think that's because of the you know macroeconomic trends of right now. It's now becoming more of an employer's market. So you'll have more of the strength and leverage to tell people to come back in, which I think is very brilliant on Iger's part, the timing, because uh, gone are the days, as we saw from kind of meta and Twitter, where people are just getting these crazy salaries and can do whatever they want. Now it's going to be harder to find a job. So you might want to keep your job and just drive to the office. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting thing. And I'm not, I don't, I, I work remotely. I do not yeah, have an office, have, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I am, it's, I do not work with a, a a lot of other human beings um, as 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 my coworkers, so my my experience is different, and it's obviously a very very subjective thing. And we were talking for sure. about in for sure, for sure. Um, an earlier conversation here about if I position myself and make myself um, indispensable, and I demonstrate and I prove that I am a dynamite team member and I can get my work done wherever. Well, then you have a case to make, and for sure. why not make it? Um, I am curious as to your practical experience. There's been a little bit of water that's gone under the bridge since we initially had some of these conversations uh -huh. and your organization is growing like crazy and you're responsible for a lot of that. So I was just, you know, your experience. And I think you said your folks come in four days a week, but tell me a little bit more about if it's shifted, your thinking around this has shifted or changed. Yeah. You know, it's also interesting because my previous job, um, was completely remote. I was the only Arizona employee. Um, I went to our HQ for maybe quarterly, um, which was, it worked, right? But and it was also a world where I didn't have to necessarily collaborate with folks on the day-to-day. -day. It was good for thought leadership, but my, my purview was like, do these things in Arizona or San Francisco and Dallas. And I went between those three markets. So I know that it can work, right? Like I know that it can work. So I'm not anti-remote work uh, where I think you need... Um, where it's really, really hard to do this is if you're in a collaborative or creative environment where you're growing and scaling very fast. I think for for me, being having our leadership team in um, in house four times a week, all of our leadership team is pretty much here three or four times a week, and we meet for uh, at least we meet every week for three hours. We're all together physically in person, and I just don't think we've been able to get through a lot of the. The tougher conversations are just things that need immediate attention. If we were trying to say like, hey, George, can I special 15 minutes with you? No, I have something. I'm going to go get my kids. Can we talk tonight? It's like 
just be here. Let me go talk to you. Um, and so I think my uh, changes, my thoughts have also changed. It's like now I manage a young team. So my my folks are like anywhere from 24 to 30. And I want to be there to provide mentorship, professional development, any coaching. I think there's a lot that can be said and a lot comes from just like being in the room with someone and seeing how they react and how they carry themselves that young professionals absolutely need. I'm glad that I got that early on in my career. And now you have a, a generation of folks that were onboarded during COVID. So they were onboarded via Zoom. They are sometimes with their cameras on, cameras off, and they're not getting like how they should interact in a in a real world setting. And I think we're doing a very much a big disservice to those to those folks. Well, I think that that's I think that those are are, are great thoughts. Um, a couple of things pumped, popped into my head: mm. um, effectiveness at at communicating this at at making. Big, challenging, hard decisions. Bob Iger has a lot of currency in that he was one of the more successful CEOs out there. I guarantee that that Steve Jobs or even um, whoever the Tim Tim Cook, when he says we're coming back in, here's why because it's going to help us serve our mission. That you're not going to get a lot of pushback. People are probably going to be more amenable and going along with that because they trust them and they know yep. that you know. Versus if you're you know if you're an asshole probably going to get a lot of pushback. And if there's not yeah. actual value to be in the office and it's just, you know, you just want to be able to see me and you want to micromanage me, well, then you're probably going to have a lot less success. Yeah. And I think the companies and brands where that's apparent, and I actually don't agree with, um, I would say I would not agree with those companies if they're only, their only reason for bringing people back is so that they can kind of see in micromanagement. That's not a reason to bring people back. But if it's to one, to make sure that you can collaborate you can be cross-functional, that people are actually getting out of their ho homes and like seeing other people, um, which I think is very, very important. I, I know folks who I'm on these Zoom calls with uh, folks from around the country and they're like, oh yeah, I've worked from home the last two years. Um, sometimes I only leave my house to go get groceries or I go pick up this. And I'm like, that's not healthy. Like you need to be around people. And I think at least it forces folks to be, to be around people who are outside of their family. It's just the healthier thing to do too. I think that that's right. And you talked about um, the ability to um, the practicality of having tougher conversations or more impactful conversations, which is just more serious conversations, be yeah. they positive, be they negative. Um, that's it's better done in uh, an actual interpersonal in in person um, conversation, and trying to make decisions about things. There needs to be somebody who makes the final decision about something. Yes, that's very true. And we'll sort of bring in this stakeholder capitalism conversation. And one of the things that got us started on this was um, Basecamp a couple of years ago. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about how they stopped letting people have political conversations on the Slack channels and the pushback and everybody quit. And oh my gosh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And shame on me, I should have researched how Basecamp is doing, but I'm sure that they're doing just fine. Yeah, I think I'm here. currently using Basecamp, so yes, they're doing it. So, they still so, exist. <laughs> they still exist. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't, uh, you can't serve two masters. We need That's to, I think, get back to what a company is designed to do, and that's that's make money, and it's make money for shareholders. So I'm getting back to that, and it's a nice to have to be able to also say, and, and, and hey, it's not that I don't care about you, other people and your views, 
but the primary mission of this organization is to is to make money. I do think, um, well, I'll go a step, not that I disagree with you, but it's more so like, I think there are nuances to it where companies and brands can make it work if they spend intentional time getting those stakeholders all on the same page. So I'm thinking through, like, if you're, <laughs> if you're a BP, like, it is what it is. Like you're an oil company. <laughs> it, I, like, don't go work for BP if you think that it's going to be changing because it's not right. And we're, we're good at that. And everyone knows that. So like that's where it's actually people are aligned. It's like their board knows this. If you work for them, you get it. Um, I think where that messy middle is is where it's like Basecamp. It's like we they do project management and collaboration software. It's like that's what we do. Yes, these would be, to your point, nice to have, but I do think there are some brands, if you do it right, uh, you can have the social impact, you can make a bunch of money, um, and you can get everyone on the same page about where you want to be. It just takes a lot more time and intention. But for to your point, it is a nice to have for most, and that makes sense. BP is an excellent example. Thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you don't do those things. Right. I'm saying that... You don't lead with doing those things. That, that That's right. We don't... Yeah. We don't water it down. We don't we don't get it twisted. Yeah. Once we are crushing it, CBP, I'm sure that they give tons of money to charity. Oh yeah, BP, yeah, they actually very much at do. the end of the day, yeah. they're probably they're probably best positioned to be doing social good, even though right. they're it's just a function of let's keep our eye on the prize and when we try you know, I'm probably reaching here and I'm probably going just too far on things, but there is a lot of rumblings about uh, socialism and wanting to do more social good and all that. I think that's awesome. I think we should protect people who are at risk, but you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Paul. We, yeah, yeah. We, we cannot destroy capitalism and just replace it with socialism because socialism is not that socialism is great at distributing resources they're not good at producing resources and if we stop companies from producing at their highest capacity or their highest level it's going to negatively impact our ability as a society to do the social good that we're interested right, in right. and the best way to um I mean, really, the best way to kind of lift someone out of the poverty or to give opportunity, right, is for them to figure out a better ways for them to engage in capitalism, not socialism. It's like uh, get the education, providing the resources, all those things to get them to be a better player in uh, a framework of capitalism, not that not the opposite of like, here's just a bunch of money, go forth, just be. So I completely agree with you there. Yeah. I don't know why that's such a controversial thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I don't. Yeah, I think there's like. I do think also to our previous conversations. If we take a step back, there are so many kind of firebrand people. Let's say on the left, where you hear these things about like we have to. Oh God, whatever it might be, move more towards socialist views. I'm like, I actually don't think that many people. I'm hoping that many people actually believe that. I think most people fundamentally believe that like capitalism works. Uh, now that the. the some of the externalities of capitalism, we can try to kind of curtail and get, I, I totally agree with that too. But for the most part, like this country was built and it's great because of that framework. There should be laws, regulations, whatever it might be. Southwest Airlines being a great example of when capitalism doesn't go well. Um, but other than that, like people should want to engage in something that's going to make them and their families and the, the country more money, more prosperous, all those things. Yeah. 
And I probably think that uh, that it's something that's in the ether because it's definitely in the ether. There's plenty. It's of in the ether for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's why I think that. That's why it's there. Lots of people. Because <laughs> there's lots of people spending so much money and and spending it on nice to haves anyway 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 well let's circle back on this what else um in terms of hybrid return to work stakeholder capitalism what companies are responsible to what else is worthwhile talking um, about you know in the in the return to office hybrid conversation and this is something that's been going on since covid started it's like uh what is the op- i think we talked about this on a couple of pods ago what is the role of an employer right and so you have all these folks saying well i can't come back to the office because i have to take care of my kids or i have to take care of an elderly parent or i have to do these things which totally understand right but like is it my job as your as your employer or your boss to is that for me to take up the tab and deal with. And I think that's where companies are trying to figure out right now, like how much of that do you want to engage in? Or you're just saying like, hey, we're not big enough to absorb that. So this just may not be for you. Um, and I think that's a that's a larger conversation of like, what is the what is your job as a company for your employees? Other than to make sure that they're safe, both physically and psychologically, make sure they're paid, make sure that they're engaged. Uh, hopefully that they're living a healthy, happy lifestyle. But other than that, like, is it my job to make sure that you can pick up your kid every day? It's a nice to have. And if it works out, great. But don't tell me that I'm a bad employer because that's not happening or that um, or that this 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 model is unsustainable because you're not letting people be free or flexible. It's like, well, that's a, again, it's a nice to have. And kudos to the companies that can make it happen. But for many that it's just not feasible because they need you here. Um, that's also OK. Thank you. It's a. Uh... A lot of the, in, in a lot of ways, chicken of the egg kind of a thing. Yeah. Is it the company's job? Is it the individual's job? Um, you look at the benefits and and drawbacks of unions. Mm. Um, you look at the benefits of drawbacks of of tenure. You look at the benefits and drawbacks of so true. Of tenure is a good one. Tenure is a very good one. Um, and the more upfront I can be with my employer about who I am and what I want on the front end, the better off I'm going to be, the better positioned I am financially as an individual, um, then I can walk away or be more demanding or, or be more proactive in, in what my demands are of my employer. And the better job I do and the more productive I am, um, I am a self-reliance guy i am a power of the individual's person that is yep. that is what i believe obviously that is very george Grombacher for sure and there's a lot of people that, that 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 aren't that way and that's okay and they're probably the union folks they're probably you know more benefits um and i guess that that neither is is, is right or it's wrong hmm. what do you think are uh it's interesting you talked about the the like the plus and minuses of unions because you're right. There's like there's I understand why unions exist for sure, but then also you get to a point where you're like now you're just you're greedy and also it's also you're not doing what's in the best interest of anyone right now. So that's a, that's an interesting one. Same with tenure. Like I get why it exists, but also like I don't get to just have a job just to have a job. So especially if I'm not particularly good at that job. Yeah, 
right? It seems uh, a little bit misaligned. Yep. And suboptimal. If I'm interested in uh, in really streamlining my organization and, and innovating and and doing good work, um, you know, there's always going to be 20% of the people who are the highest performers in any organization, and 80% and 20% who just uh, human beings. 20% of us are going to be um, the top performers. There's going to be 20% of the population who are going to struggle for a million different reasons. And then there's 60% in, in, in the middle. Um, and from an organizational standpoint, the opportunity is to help those 60% really self-actualize and, and become as strong contributors as they're interested in becoming and have the best lives as they can. Um, and companies are a delivery mechanism for that here. For for that, yeah. That's a good delivery mechanism. I like that. As, um, so you've pretty much worked from home for probably a really long time. Do you ever feel like isolated? But you're always out and doing stuff. So like it's probably a different thing for you. Yeah, it okay. is. Yeah, I'm not just at home. Never. I don't. I don't like to work at home. Oh really. yeah, you do. You, I, I remember that. Yeah, I, I love like uh, out and about. I love being out and about. So I always put on headphones um, and just have like a uh, ambient noise. I was going to say white noise, sorry, but I didn't want to be perceived as racist. <laughs> I was gonna. Ha- I always have black noise going on in my in, in my head. <laughs> That's so good. What are your um? As someone who's been a manager and uh, you've managed teams and done a lot of things in your career, what are your thoughts? Are just top level on or top line on the the hybrid return office? Yeah, my my uh, my experience has always been in in hiring salespeople and so mm. hiring managing salespeople. So, um. But I did, I, I, it was before Zoom. So uh, my, my sales management career was six years and it ended before we did uh, virtual calls. So I don't know um, how that would have gone. Um, but certainly I think uh, at this point, should I ever have a large organization that I'm running, I would want everybody to come in at least once a month. I'm not a fan yeah. of meetings. Um, so I don't know that I would mandate that people come to a physical location, but it just it just it just kind of depends. So it depends on that. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm I'm never going to hire a thousand people. So you know, knock on wood, I, I can't imagine. So when I do hire people, it's I work really really hard on the front end to make sure that I'm selecting somebody that's that's going to perform the function that I expect, and they're going to be happy and get the experience that they want. Also, so I think it's all about selection. I think it's all about doing your best to figure out expectations up front and it's not perfect because people can say what they want to, 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 to get a job and get a job, change, yeah. you know, yep. people have kids or whatever, or we get, you know, life, life changes and we forget to tell one another. Um, so just expecting and encouraging as much transparency and openness as possible. You know, from my experience, when you tell somebody, Hey, I would like this, or I'd like a change here or there, that's way better than having to quiet quit or quiet fire somebody. Yep. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. That's good. So unlimited PTO, same kind of thing. I just, I just read about that. Um, it's kind of a ruse. People were bitching about it on, on, on bitching about Microsoft's unlimited PTO policy. And what happens is that you end up not actually. You never uh, take any PTO. 
And yeah. And so if you don't, you would be compensated for that, right? Because most people have X number of days off every year and there's value in that. So if you don't take it, then you get paid out on it. So who knows? Yeah. The unlimited PTO. Yeah. I've been at companies where it's there, but it's like, okay, you, no one ever took it or yeah, to your point, like I'm now not entitled to that if I ever leave because you get usually get paid out by PTO. So it's like, oh, that was nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing to show for it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, again, it's, it's, it's really a selection thing on, on kind of the front end. So, all right. So there it is. Stop bitching about it. Do something about it. I don't know if that's appropriate at, at all, but. I don't know for this topic. I, no, I don't probably think not. <laughs> what else? Could you... Don't talk about it. Be about it. Is, is, is that how it goes? Nobody cares. Work harder. Is that, is that how it goes? Find a company that it's aligned to what you feel you need to fulfill yourself personally and professionally. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with that anymore. You know, I think that if we're in a job that we hate, then it's not going to be a good experience for anybody. So that's very true. Da, 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 da. What's 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 in store for the weekend, Centauri? You got some board meetings. Uh, actually, some, not some the... retreats. Uh, wait, maybe. No, uh, we have our all team. Uh, we're getting all of our company together next week. And so spending some time just putting together that deck and some facilitation points. So doing a little work, probably going to go see a couple of movies. And I think that's it. What's in the uh, what's in store for the Crompackers? Awesome. We're going to Arizona. So if this is the last time we talk, it's because a bear ate me. Is that where you like drive through it? Yeah. Here uh-huh. comes the joke. White people. That's it. Because <laughs> I was thinking for sure. <laughs> well, be safe. I'll keep my eyes out for any uh, non-white folks at Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you you tell me how many of those there are. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, so yep, good. We're, we're going to Arizona. So either I'm going to come back with with a bear skin rug or i'll have been eaten by a bear or hopefully we'll just have a great time and, and 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 my kids will love it why don't we just why don't we just plan on that i think we'll just plan on your kids having a great time that does sound really cool take a bunch of pictures excellent all right sir well thanks as always for listening do like share comment all the things and as always keep questioning because the struggle is real